Welcome to Amplify. We're the show that will help you take your message, whatever it may be, and get it out through social media, networking, and other marketing channels. Maybe even some that you've never thought of. Whether you're an organization, small or large business, or you just have the next positive message that's sure to go viral, you'll want to stay tuned this hour. Now, here's your host, Ken Rashawn. Well, 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 happy holidays and happy new year, because we are going to be talking to you next time when it is a new year, 2022. Andrea, you're wearing red. That is so freaking unusual. <laughs> well, considering that I've been called the lady in red for the last 13 years, it is unusual, first of all, isn't it? <laughs> first of all, I didn't know that. So new fact, new trivia <clears throat> released today live on the show Voice America. That's crazy. <laughs> And you next guys thing know people, that you know, what? he's known me for seven. <laughs> well, next thing you know, we're going to find out it's not Aaron's birthday today. I mean, this is revelations left and right. And Aaron is our producer that we say happy birthday to every time we come on to do mic checks. <laughs> and his birthday is in October, so it's, it's getting closer. He says plot twist. It is not. <laughs> so happy holidays, everyone. Uh, yes, we both are in red today matching. Uh, I think Ken did that to honor me. At least I'll just assume that. So it makes me feel wonderful. It was definitely not to honor <laughs> Santa or <laughs> anything close to the holidays. I promise you. I figured it only had to do with me. <laughs> I was actually going to do the little Hanukkah, a little um, backdrop you're doing. So that's awesome. Um, it, well, that this we are in one of our sponsors' makeup room. This is Lynn Benavides, MyMakeupLady dot or MyMakeupLady dot com. Um, that is. You know, when I say My Makeup we're... Lady, I don't feel like it applies as much for me. For Doesn't me, it? I mean, no. Mm. I do want to say you have a Christmas theme because I believe the star. Um, it is the Northern the Star garden. to the North Pole. <laughs> No, I, normally I wouldn't allow something like this, but this is the Northern Star, the North Pole in my basement. <laughs> well, thank you for being here. Uh, welcome to everyone. We want to thank our sponsors. That is Bees.Social, the Red Carpet Connection, Voice America Influencers Channel, Men Fashion, Perfect Publishing, the Umbrella Syndicate. And we are here having a joyous, beautiful time. And we have a great guest in store. <clears throat> we do. We do. And how unusual, I mean, to have such a great guest in store. <laughs> so this is not a store you can buy him. This is a store that we are going to release him into the world to share his secrets of making a life he loves and also how he did it. And before we do, Ken, do you want to give us an update on the new release of the Dose of Hope? Oh, I, I really don't, but I will. I will. <laughs> um, All right. The new Dose of Hope has been released as of yesterday. And if you'd like a copy of it, you can go to the Key Smiling Movement or you can go to my personal page and DM me, which is direct message me, and I will send it to you. But here's the important part. Don't take the dose of hope to consume it, but share it because we intend to have 10 million people receive this message and not only not give up, but to also show and inspire people like our lovely guest, Akbar. And Akbar, uh, the computer's being weird this morning. So if you can take it has never been weird camera, before, except for the last. That would be lovely. <laughs> yeah, ever, you know, it's it's lovely how you know technology works. It always is. There we go. I can ask him to turn turn it on now. This is our lovely guest. Hey. Let me tell you a little bit about him. This is Akbar Sheik. He went from half dead and homeless to a top one percent earner. Oh my goodness, what a story! He's a number one international best selling author, speaker, and master of the seven ethical principles of persuasion, and he has helped build seven funnels that hit seven figures. He's a father, a philanthropist, and he has a concentration on orphans and giving the gift of vision to blind children. And he will be sharing more about his movement. Prior, he was homeless, overweight, in a terrible relationship and suffered from a crippling anxiety disorder. And he does what he does because he believes that entrepreneurs are inherently good people that want to make more revenue. Thus, they can continue to give to their families and the communities and their favorite charities, hence making the world a better place. Place. He's on a mission to use persuasion for good, helping people break through the ethical way. So happy to have you here, Akbar Sheik. Welcome, welcome. Thanks for having me. Appreciate you guys. Love the well, festive spirit here. Akbar, I got to tell you, had I known you had that great haircut, you would have been Arn months ago. 
<laughs> we when I started this journey, I had a I had hair when I got married, I had hair up to here. Yeah. Yeah. Three kids later, this is what we got. So is this a new t-shirt you got for Christmas that you're wearing for the show? No, you know what? I had a um uh a nice shirt and my baby just threw up on it. <laughs> 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 so this is just my sloppy pajama I was wearing underneath. Well, at the break, you can pick a new shirt for your baby to throw up on. Okay. Yes, we recommend you that you wear red. Uh, I have. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, I don't wear red that often and I wear red today. So if you have a red shirt, we'd love to see you in the second half with a red shirt. If you have it. And by the way, you know, I heard you're a multimillionaire and I just want to say that the reason I said this shirt was just because that's kind of funny to say a multimillionaire wearing a black t-shirt. And by the way, I have a black t-shirt on too. Oh, I just go. have it. I just have it underneath the men's fashion right. $200 shirt, but yeah. <laughs> here's the important part for people to realize this is huge. Akbar is in a closet of a dungeon in his mansion and he still has that good of light. I mean, that is incredible. <laughs> a lot of- a lot of natural, just sitting like right next to a window for you. Yeah. Well, I, I, I do have to say that it look like a bathroom light, Akbar. <laughs> I know. I was telling, I, it's, you know, it's funny because the, I, I, at my office, I can't even go to my office now because somebody got COVID there. Well, so, hey, got, how inconsiderate, first of all. I know. I know, seriously. And it's um, actually an interesting story, but then my whole house is full of like family because of the holidays. So I'm like, I literally thought, you got to see this room. It's actually hilarious. It's like some abandoned old toy. Just oh, I want to play. Honestly, that mattress and all those toys that Looks would be fun to jump on. Yeah, that would be a lot of stuff. Playroom, basically, people just jump and play with Legos. What'd you get for Christmas? Um, I, well, we all had a big COVID scare. Actually, we just uh, we that was your Christmas present. COVID. Yeah, we all thought we had COVID, uh, so we were just all homesick. <laughs> Well, um, the producer is saying that he doesn't want to see the Christmas light, and I do. So just so you know, the Christmas light is going to continue, Aaron. It is your birthday, and this is the Christmas light for you. This is Northern yeah, Star yeah. to the North Pole of Santa, right? Nice. Yeah. Do you know how hard it is to make sure that Christmas light is hitting just right so that it's... So that right. it blinds me? <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, Akbar, you know, now that Ken knows that you're bald, we have a beautiful book with a keep smiling movement called Bold, Bald, and Beautiful. And uh, so excited that you are going to be a part of that. <laughs> it's funny. I was, um, so, I mean, I, I shaved my head because I was basically basically balding. So I'm like, I'm not going to do the halfway thing. I either had long hair. Now that I'm balding, forget it. I'm just going to take it all off. And it's funny, another entrepreneur reached out to me. He's like, man, you're going to start making a little bit more money now. And I started laughing. I'm like, okay, I don't, I don't, I don't get the joke. I'm like, all right, okay. And then I found my revenue did go up a little bit. I was like, and I went back to him. I was like, bro, what, what was that all about? Like, why, why did you say I'd make more money now that I'm bald? He's like, people take bald people more seriously. Because you have to be, I guess, more confident to shave your head. And then they they buy into that confidence. So, hey, Akbar, I, I actually think that's true, but I think it's a self fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I, I love it. I, 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 you know, I've had long hair my entire life, ponytail my most of my life, and uh, this is a lot easier. A lot more <laughs> and you're and you're rocking the beard. That's for sure. Yeah, beard, beard, uh, beard. We've had since God, since we can grow one. So, um, you are not from India directly, but your dad is. Uh, no, actually, I was um, was born in San Francisco. My both my parents were born in uh, Nairobi, Kenya. Nairobi, Kenya, close, uh, yeah. close to India. Yeah. Uh, gosh, you know, I never. It's so funny when when people from outside of America hear my geography skills, they're disgusted. <laughs> I don't think we were ever, I was ever taught geography in school. So my, my geography is pretty terrible. Um, but um, yeah, I, my ancestry is from India, Pakistan. Okay. Yeah. And what does your name mean? Uh, uh, it it uh, actually means the great. <laughs> I know it does. Yeah. It's got it. Got it. Shy to tell you, but yeah. That's well, no, I it means, myself, so. do you know what it really should be mean is the great bald one. The great bald one. Yeah, there you go. Because <laughs> Sheik is king and, and 
The Sheik right? is uh, well, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, well, it's actually pretty. Well, Raj Raj means kingdom, king. Yeah, kingdom. interestingly enough, Sheik actually in some cultures means the elder. Okay. Elder, which which you know, a lot of cultures they have a lot of respect for all the elderly, meaning that they're well, the bald wise one. Got the it. Old, I got bald it. wise one, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you were born in a poor town, very small town of San Francisco. I get it. Okay. Yeah, and third world country, yeah. <laughs> third world country. <laughs> and they haven't evolved much. So what is it like to have left San Francisco with almost zero third world cultural influence? Uh, San Francisco, man, I think is, you know, you can't afford to live there. Like the number one uh, city in the United States, you cannot afford to live in. Well, when I lived there, when I was, so I used to live in an electrical closet, uh, in, in, in the Bay area years ago, right before I got married. And when we started making more money and I can get an apartment, I, I still couldn't afford one. So the government helped me, uh, they subsidized it. So they paid half, Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, it is. It, I've heard it's turned into kind of a, a nightmare over there. The 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 kind of a lot of liberal people. Well, I don't, you know, I don't want to offend anybody. And liberal in a good way. Always, whenever you say something like, "I like Trump in a good way," I like Biden in a good way. So when you add yeah. it in good way at the end, it always works. No one can be offended. Okay, the liberals in a good way. I heard, I heard that <laughs> with, the, with their politics, they. You know, people can are just stealing uh, from all the stores and they the new laws is you can't do anything if they steal under fifty dollars. So but no, no, no. Listen, Akbar, stealing in a good way, oh, sorry, Loot, sorry. looting in a good way. Sorry, what is it? Looting in a good way. Yeah, <laughs> I already I heard it's just chaos over there. That happened. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was just chaos. I actually didn't know about that part. So the, so well, in D.C., um, because of the movement, I will just say that you could actually do the same thing here. You could, you could go into a store, 20, 30 people could loot it and no yeah. one could get arrested because yeah. there would be an issue yeah. of possibly an inference that looting is bad. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the world's coming to, man. I just, <laughs> shocking. Shocking. Uh, God bless you for, uh, for being with us and, and making it such a positive spin. I mean, no one ever live has said looting is good. And thank you for being the first. <laughs> Making <laughs> history. We're trying to do. All right, let's talk about you. How did you create you? Because I heard in the bio that you had a couple challenges, and not not follicle challenges, but yeah, literally yeah, financial challenges. Yeah. Yes. Well, look, man. I mean, I, 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 it's interesting. I come from a, I don't know. I don't know how you categorize it. Middle class, upper middle class, lower upper class. Uh, it's the lower middle upper is what they're calling yeah. it these days. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I my family was fine. We grew up in a in a, in a, in a small town in Connecticut. Um, Your dad and mom still alive? Yeah, thank God. And they're in Connecticut. Uh, they are still are there in the house I grew up in. Absolutely. I know that's crazy. I mean, New England. I mean, I'm a Rhode Island boy, so I have much yeah. respect. Yeah, I might go I up and it. visit them for the holidays since you're not going up there. I think a summer in New York is one of the most beautiful things in the world. Um, but uh, I will, I will add Maine to that in all yeah, of New England. New England, yeah. Summer in New England is, I don't know anything better than a summer in New England. But um, man, I, I grew up a pretty, like, you know, good family. Um, it's actually kind of interesting. <laughs> I mean, nice parents, uh, great siblings, uh, you know, nice, literally, you know, white house with a white picket fence, that sort of thing. Nice one acre of land, 15 minutes away from New Haven, Yale. Wow. Uh, university um normal. so you said very interesting you said all that and that is very interesting was there anything else very interesting about that well that well yeah i was getting to that that um i, I guess you know it's like you know some people are like man okay because you know they heard about all the problems i've been like man i wonder what his childhood was like was it traumatic did he have crazy parents no i had great i i have great parents um great family no no, there's no, I was not abused. Nothing like that. Uh, not like and, this show. I mean, the show has been abusive so far. Yeah. Except for the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what was interesting is that yeah, I come from a family of entrepreneurs. Okay. For many generations back. Um, so my dad was an entrepreneur and um, so I was never really given much of an option, right? Like, you know, it was always kind of, instilled me you're going to be an entrepreneur you're going to be an entrepreneur you're going to be an entrepreneur and i remember even when i was in first grade all the kids were going on the assembly uh and and this was in new jersey actually 
and uh, Dirty Jersey. And, you know, all the kids came up and they told about what they want to do. And one guy's like, I want to be an astronaut. And then I was like, I want to be a fireman. And the other one, I want to be a dinosaur. And then I came up and I was like, I want to be a businessman. And everybody started laughing at the audience because I guess it's not a normal answer. But that- well, you should have said, I want to be a different type of dinosaur and you would have been good to go. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> I would be an entrepreneurial dinosaur. Um, so, so anyway, long story short, I, when I got into the family business. Um, Which was? Retail at the time. Um, furniture stores, general merchandise stores. My dad was Say that again. Pre-Amazon. Yeah, yeah. My dad was actually the first guy to bring the dollar store concept to Connecticut. Really? Yeah. And uh, so I've been told. And um, we're going to run with that. Let's go yeah, with that. We'll run with it. I never verified that. That's just <laughs> what I was told. <laughs> uh, I guess it'd be easy to verify. But um, anyway, when I got into the family business, I'm like, oh, can I say crap on this? Is that what, what's the language? You can say poop, 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 poop. But not poo poo, poo poop, or or cockalaka. It's more like the hot chocolate or shit. All right. Okay, I got you. <laughs> so when I um, got into that, I'm like, oh, poops. I was like, this is, I, I was like, I hate this. This this sucks. This is terrible. I hate this. Oh my God. I hated. Um, We're not allowed to use the word hate. You can say oh, I despise this and loathe it more than anything I've ever experienced. Okay. Yeah. Well, that is true. I despised it and I loathed it more than any other experience. Um, and, you know, to, if you want to extract a lesson from that, it's actually the environment that I, I really dislike. Again, I don't want to offend anyone. And I'm not. All these stores were in um, uh, very urban areas. And. I just in a good way. In a good way, and I, and I just didn't enjoy um, this. Is, and I really don't mean to offend anyone at all. I just personally didn't enjoy being in those areas because there's a very rough crowd. Okay, um, I'm going to stop this show right now. I'm going to stop for a second. Akbar, you cannot offend anyone with your opinion because it's just your opinion. This is a love show, and when you share that something did not work for you, you actually yeah. became who you are because of it not working for you. So yeah. God bless you and go forth with sharing as openly as you wish. There's no offense. Okay. Cause there's no hate intended. <clears throat> no, there's right? no hate intended. There's no, hate there we intended. go. So have well, fun. You know, it's just the, the environment that I was in. Um, it wasn't the right environment for me. You know, I mean, it was a kind of a rough crowd. A lot of times people would come in and play very, um, threatening vulgar music and the smell of different you know drugs and i just it wasn't my uh i didn't like it It wasn't my cup of tea i just didn't enjoy it it was you know the the stores are rough and by the way had you enjoyed it you probably wouldn't be on the show yeah absolutely right you're absolutely right because it shows about love and actually leadership yeah yeah. so so long story short i severely disliked you know being retail i didn't like so so it, it smacked me in the face of the cold wet fish (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, okay, I have no plan B. I was like, uh, now what? That took me into a very ugly spiral uh, because I'm like, oh, wow, what am I supposed to do with my life now? At the time, I was married um, to someone else in, in, in a marriage that never should have taken place. Um, no one should have allowed that marriage to take place. I, everyone later in later years said, oh, we, we all thought that was such a bad idea. I was like, well, nobody said anything back then. Um, well, but would you have listened? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Because you were in a confusing time already that you didn't like a lot of things. It's possible that I would have listened. It's possible. And, you know, I really appreciate that you say that. So many people, I think, are afraid to say that they are in a relationship that is just not working, you know, that's toxic or icky. And for you to say that you were in that and to be honest about it, because it's not seeing any blame to you or the other person. It just means that it just didn't work. So I appreciate your honesty with that. Oh, and, and I'm a little offended because I was the matchmaker in that particular. Yeah. So. Yeah. The, 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 you know, well, put it to this, I was already not in a good spot. Um, after that marriage, I got put it to this way. When I, I proposed, I was intoxicated. Um, that's, that's a good sign. Yeah, that's the state I was in. I'll, I'll never forget actually the the look on the guy's face. In the, it was at some nice restaurant. It was at some restaurant, and I was like, and I screamed. I said, "Oh, she said yeah." She said, 
And this guy looked at me like, you're like, you're drunk. Like, and he just proposed like, this is, this is terrible. Like, he was just like this look of disgust. And, and, uh, and he was right. Um, anyway, that marriage, oh, talk about the wrong fit, man. That, that just drove me that, that made me, that made all my, I, I started getting far more addicted into all these different things. Um, like man, specifically, yeah. um, uh, not, nothing too crazy to be honest with you, Drink, drinking, gambling, um, <clears throat> but things that spiraled you down. I'll say that again. Things that spiraled you down. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I got because you were the wrong person, and well, that wasn't a person that was lifting you up. They were- every environment I was in was a terrible environment. I was yes. still working at the store, which I hated. But when I come home to that married life, I did not. We were not getting along at all. Every environment I was in, when I would hang out with my friends, that was a toxic environment because those guys were party animals too. So every environment I was in was 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 toxic and a, and a terrible environment. Um. So, well, so that helps with uh, your self-esteem and also your self-worth, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Long story short, I mean, I should have, we should, I should, I think, I, uh, uh, don't quote me, but I think I was married for like seven years on and off. We took, we kept mm-hmm. taking breaks and that should have ended within the first year. Okay. Um, but in, in true entrepreneurial spirit, we tried never to give up. Um, God so, bless you, you for that. That was yeah. awesome. Yeah, we tried and tried and tried and tried way more than we should have. Um, and again, I wish somebody would just would, would help me pull the plug on that. I'm so lost looking for guidance. And I say that because a lot of people are shy. You, know, you don't want to interfere. You're like, don't you, know, you think that's the pendulum effect? The pendulum being the more you can actually be in pain and hurt and analyze how messed up your life is that you swing the other direction with power when you actually find the ingredients that you need to have. I, I, I don't believe you'd be as successful as you are if you hadn't gone through that misery. Yeah. Yeah. You probably, yeah, probably. Yeah, maybe. Um, I'd, I'd like to add a controversy <clears throat> here. Cause you know, that's how, how society is kind of thought and how we think that we have to like suffer to learn. And I'm thinking, what if we don't have to suffer to learn? What if we actually can help other people get to where, we want to go or where we are by not going through the crap. And, that we've and that is a great what if, and I'm going to add more controversy, a person who is spoiled and that can be anybody that has a silver spoon, anything in them that they don't know it could be anything different. If you don't give them the perspective of what it is to be without, they just cannot get that gap. It's and interesting. Uh, all these are great it. points. All these are great points. I'm just saying yeah. that my son has to go to a third world country in order for him to get that he is not spoiled rotten, but that he has the possibility of being an entitled person, which I do not want him to be. That would be a beautiful experience for him. Yeah. I, I support that completely. Well, that's, you know, the two things I want to say real quick is number one, uh, I'm pretty involved in crypto and NFTs. And man, I've made some money and I've lost a lot of money and I've made a lot of mistakes. And, and I actually had this thought yesterday, I'm like, why didn't I just like really educate myself on all this first? I would have prevented all, like I've been scammed for thousands. I've, I've oh man, I've made good money and I've lost good money. But I, I could have avoided a lot of that if I educated myself properly before just jumping in. I just jumped in with two whole feet. You know, I didn't dip the toe and I went deep diving right, right from day one. So it's an interesting, interesting point. The second, yeah, but 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 most people that are successful, uh, Akbar, are people that don't listen. In my opinion, don't listen to what has happened. They disrupt and create a new experience for themselves, and they test some of the things that don't work just because it has to be tested. Yeah. Um, to your point about third world countries, you know, Mormons. I I was fascinated. I'm like. I'm like, every Mormon I meet seems to be like really good looking, married to someone really good looking. They have like eight great kids. They're like 25 and like multimillionaires. I'm like, what the hell? And is by the way, like, I'm not Mormon if you're insinuating. Yeah. No, no. And I'm like, what in the world is going on? And I started asking them, like, what's up with you guys? <laughs> right? Like, why are you guys so like, what is this? This is strange. They're like, I'm like, how do you, I'm like, what do you attribute this success to this? And when we were kids, we all had to go on a mission. We all had to go in a third world country and serve them. And that was the commonality I found between all of them, um, to your point. 
We do have to go to break, gentlemen. And I just want to, when I was on a trip with uh, Russell Brunson, we were all on a cruise together. I was with five of his people. This was about seven, six, seven years ago. Um, his, there were some deans and elders for the Mormon church that I was with. And they were telling me, because I said, how are you guys so good at like knowing, you know, the church about keeping track of things and people. And what I learned about the church and how they follow up and how they keep their um, accounting was amazing. If everybody did that. <laughs> We would be so successful in our businesses. <laughs> Yet I've had a Mormon tell me that they have the highest suicide rate, the highest plastic surgery rate, and the highest whatever. So, I mean, it's all about perspective. It's all about balance. And it's about finding your, I think it's about finding your purpose so you can actually get through all that crap, regardless of whether it's, because there's always good in everything. There's always bad in everything. You need to find it. Wow. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, with that, we thank everyone for listening here. We'll be back after these messages. We want to thank our sponsors, the cryptocurrency, bees.social, the crypto education platform, mymakeuplady.com, menfashion.com, Perfect Publishing, the Umbrella Syndicate, and the Red Carpet Connection. And we'll be back after these messages. And by the way, before we go to break, Akbar, we used to thank people 20 minutes in the show because we would thank, thank you, thank you, thank you. And we'd do it for 20 minutes, hoping we hit everyone. And now we just say thank you, everyone. So that's pretty there good. You go. It's good to have sponsors. Yep, <laughs> great to have sponsors. Yep. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. The Umbrella Syndicate amplifies good causes, good people, and good messages. They offer a suite of services that help people and businesses gain better exposure. Through working with the Umbrella Syndicate, you gain the ability to reach an audience of 50,000 unique people a week. They have recently reached over 20,000 followers on Facebook. You can view their photography and how they use it as a strong promotional tool on their Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash the Umbrella Syndicate. Show them your support by liking their page. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. This is Amplify. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. We also would love to hear from you via email to info at umbrellasyndicate.com. Now, back to Amplify. All right, this is Ken Rashawn live in D.C. with the Northern Star pointing to the North Pole. And thank goodness... Christmas was a great one this year. And we had a very diabolical conversation during the break about hate. And we all agree that we hate the word hate. Thank you, Akbar, for putting that in such a context. You're welcome. <laughs> so you were saying that you don't hate anything. And I would, and I'll just say before you answer that, hating things, in my opinion, adds toxicity to your possibility of abundance. Go for it. Well, I think, I think as a people, we could be kinder. You know, sometimes people, um, you know, they say the meanest things. They're like, oh, but, you know, go to hell or burn in hell. And I'm like, do you have any idea what hell is? Like, even if someone came here and for no reason at all beat the hell out of me, for no good reason at all, maybe they're just, you know, just angry. And I'm coming to Dallas, so this is an invitation yeah. I'll consider. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't want them to go to hell even for a second because, not that I'm trying to be a saint or anything, but dude, hell is, like, yeah, you should be punished. Like, you should, like, there should be some sort of punishment. Like, you know, I don't know, go get a fine or, or whatever. But, um, like, dude, hell, like, that's terrible. Like, why would you want any of your fellow human being to even spend, like, a second there? Do you know what I mean? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. People don't take things seriously anymore. Do you know what I mean? It's everything's so... Because it's because there's nothing there's nothing sacred anymore, you know, because the, the media and, and and the movies, they're always trying to just push the envelope, push the envelope, push, you know, these roasts you watch on Comedy Central, they just get filthier and filthier and they just keep and the producers tell them just keep pushing, keep pushing the envelope. So was there a movie that was sacred? Was there a movie that was sacred? Yeah, well, see, nothing is sacred anymore eludes the fact that something could have been sacred before. So no, meaning that, you know, back in the day, man, I think people, I think things were a little bit more wholesome as far as, you know, if you watch that nice, uh, you know, watch, perfect example, watch Bad Santa, which is today's modern holiday hit. Is it Bad Santa? Know. or Oh, there's also Fat Man. 
I don't. I've never heard of that. That's a uh, Mel Gibson. Okay, uh, and then and then um, and then watch "It's a Wonderful Life," you know, from from yesterday. Look at look at the difference. You know what I mean? So, um, man, it would be nice to 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 get to go back in that way. I feel a little bit. I agree with you. Yeah. And I'm not saying that because you're bald. Um, this is not a bald like reconnect to wanting to be your friend. Okay, <laughs> this is just agreeing with you from the heart. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a deep, deep dive into what we didn't complete in the first segment and then big, big time into what people can do in 2022 that will not only make them bald, but also beautiful and bold and abundant. Can we do that? Yes, we can. Okay, so you had hinted a couple of times that you had to leave a place you were not happy with and that you were in a relationship you weren't happy with. So (laughs) tell us about that jump and how the heck one could be homeless with a upper middle, lower class family to ride on. Yeah. And and homelessness uh, may be a little sensationalized in the sense that, okay, did we, my brother and I live in an electrical closet, you know, in a office building um, with no hot, no hot water, no showers, no windows. Yes, that is true. We paid 75. I don't remember 75 or $150 a month utilities included. If we needed to take a shower, we'd have to go to some gym. That was $10 a month. You know, did we have some family? But that's a big closet. I mean, is that a big closet or not? No, 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 no. It was not a big closet. It was an electrical closet. Um, uh, size of a bedroom, you would say, actually. It was our, yeah, but this, I'm, I'm in a bedroom right now. So you had like a cot room. or something. Something. Oh, we had like. a bunk bed. We had a bunk Cut. bed, yeah. We had a bunk bed, a sofa, a fridge, uh, a TV, and I think uh, Why did the person say yes to you? Was it because of money or is it because they believed in you? Oh, the, the landlord? Hmm? What a great question. Yeah, man. So it was hilarious. We, the landlord was giving us a tour. She was an old, typical, you know, San Franciscan uh, hippie and, you know, great lady. And she's giving us a tour of all these offices. And I'm like, and at the end of the tour, there was some room and she didn't show us in the corner, like, like a dark corner. And I'm like, what's that? And she's like, looking at me like, what, why do you want to know that? And I'm like, she's like, that's the electrical closet. And I don't even know why I said this, but I'm like, can we see it? And she opens it and there was like a little desk in there and a little chair. I'm like, what the hell? Is this like a detention center? What is this? It's like, oh yeah, sometimes some guy works in here. Da, 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 da. And, I, and I said, I don't know where the hell I got this idea from. I said, listen, we need a place to live. Um, and yes, did I have family around there? Sure. But we needed to start our own thing. And we were starting from scratch, man. We were trying to build our lives and we needed to do our own thing. Um, Has so- anyone ever said that you look like this guy a little bit? Ah, no, no one has, but my wife loves uh, his comedy. Yeah, he's good. But I mean, I think you could rock it, just so you know. <laughs> a, little, a, little bit of, a little bit of an alteration on your hairdo. And then right. be, you could... <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. A little too so what, were you build, what did you want to build while you were in that electrical closet? We had this crazy idea of building. We, we had, life wasn't working out in our environment in Connecticut. So we had this idea to migrate out west to San Francisco um, to actually st- open mattress stores. Uh, and we were going to do it. You know, listen, when my parents came to New York in the seventies, they didn't have any money. They, uh, they sold, you know, whatever little like, kind of plastic jewelry on, on um, sidewalk tables, you know, frankly, illegally on the sidewalk. Uh, meaning, you know, you didn't have a permit and you're, you know, you're not right. kind of supposed to do that. Um, so what was the right. difference? What was the difference in your mom's op- and dad's opportunity and yours? What was the difference in my parents' opportunity and my opportunity? Yeah. I mean, they, you, you guys both wanted to work hard. You both were hungry. Well, when my dad, when they first came to New York, it was winter in the, in the 70s or I think early 70s, 60s, something like that. And they, there was this big Lincoln Town car stuck in the snow. <clears throat> and my dad and his brother sat on the trunk to put weight on it. And then the car got unstuck. And the Lincoln got unstuck and it, and it got free. The guy came out of the car and he gave my dad and, and his brothers a dollar each. And my dad said, wow. Um, you know, they're coming from a third world country mm-hmm. yep. and, 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 and then England. Like, wow, this is the greatest country in the world. You can never go broke here. Uh, and he's right. You know? it, it is somewhat true. So mattresses, that's a weird one. I mean, not weird. Okay. That's an unusual <laughs> jump from what you were discussing with to jump into that opportunity well, remember we had furniture store we had my dad had a furniture store in connecticut and the mattress segment was the best segment of the store meaning practically no um stealing 
we didn't get anyone stealing mattresses. Kind of hard to steal a mattress. Didn't tuck that under your arm and yeah. walk out. Yeah, you can't really argue <laughs> that. So the shrinkage was very low, margins very high, demand very high. Um, so it was a nice little sector. So we're like, all right, let's take that sector and, and do something with it. And so you did well with it. Um, well, I, eventually, yes. What what what? Uh, funny story. So we rented the an a little office next to where we were living in so across the hallway where we were living in the electrical closet across the hallway we rented an office and we were selling some used mattresses uh out of there now by the way used is uh the fabric i'm sorry the springs inside the mattress were you were reused but the fabric is new that's how you legally have to uh, recycled okay yeah, yeah they were recycled mattresses i forget how much they were. i think they were 99 bucks anyway we i mean true I mean, we hustled it, man. We got, we sold one or two and we bought some lawn signs and we put them in like the Walmart parking lots and the security guard would call us at night and say, I threw them in the garbage, but we did get a couple of customers that way before he threw them in the garbage. We got a little bit that we actually went on a radio show like this with a little bit of money. And um, that's a whole nother story. Anyway, believe it or not, long story short, we never ended up opening retail stores. Um but we came up with an idea to have an online store. And believe it or not, that online store did uh, is going to do around uh, over $50 million this year. Hmm. Yeah. So that's kind of a fun story. Well, let's go to the part where you're jumping into abundance. How did you figure it out? You know, man, if I had to really, and I'm, I've done, I've done interviews like this over like so many of them over the years, but nothing and, quite like this. I mean, yeah, nothing quite the allowance like of hatred with a good <laughs> way of putting it. Yes. Go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. For a while there, I, I'm like, I, just, I don't know what to tell people. Like, yeah, I did go from a pretty tough situation. I was in the hospital, half dead and terrible life, 50 pounds overweight, crippling anxiety. Why were you half dead? Nourishment? No, no, no. I ended up in, no, no, no. I ended up in the hospital from partying too much. Um, 50 pounds overweight uh, or 60, a crippling anxiety disorder, married to, you know, the worst possible match in the world. Um, you know, on and on. I had no why, no purpose. Wasn't so prepared. this is pre, this is pre-closet or post, during closet? No, no, this is pre. Pre-closet was um, no, no, why. you see, I still didn't have much of a why because I, I had you. no why. I wasn't spiritual. I wasn't praying. Dude, my whole life was a mess. Okay. Now, to answer your question, to give people a specific step and what to do, I'm so happy that I'm, I'm, I feel so blessed, actually, that I can actually share something that I hope would be of value to people. Dude, if you're listening to this and, or do that. Or, or do whatever, that. Yep. Good job. Or whatever. And um, you're not, life's not really where you want it to be. Here would be some of my top advice. Change your environment. Um, because that's what I did. I changed my <clears throat> environment. My, my social environment, I dumped all my friends and it was one of the hardest things in the world I had to do because they were like my best friends. And I just left. I just left that environment. I said, I'm not hanging out with you guys anymore. I, May I interject? Yes. You are the, the average of the product of the five people you hang around with. Yeah, absolutely. And I was hanging out with some, some you know, bad products. Members. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number one. Number two, I changed my environment my eating environment my eating environment would be mcdonald's and burger king and wendy's okay I'd be, i was the fast food king junkie over there uh <laughs> went from there to uh trader joe's okay for example sake, so i would go to trader joe's all the time and mm -hmm. buy organic stuff um so i changed that environment <clears throat> my marriage look none of this stuff's easy okay leaving your best friends hard leaving my marriage hard and especially if you have kids dude well, I don't know what to tell you. It's hard as hell, but I know people who are who are much more talented than me, but they're completely broke and lost and confused and because they're just in a crap marriage and they refuse to leave it. And this is kind of hard hitting a little bit, but it is what it is. It's just the truth of it. Um, and I'd probably, I don't know, maybe I'd be dead if I was still married. I'm not sure. But, uh, <clears throat> but changed my eating environment, changed my social environment, changed my marriage environment, changed my, obviously the big one, change your work environment. That's a mm. big one. Uh, change your spiritual environment. I didn't even have a spiritual so You built life. out the electrical closet. Say that again? You built out the electrical closet. Can I tell you something? I was happy. By the time I evolved to that, I was actually happy living in that closet. Some people, it oh, sounded I, like it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, <clears throat> you want to hear something nuts? When I, I do. When I was living in there, I was towards the time when I was like about to leave and get my first apartment, I was kind of engaged, 
believe it or not. Uh, <laughs> and I actually inquired to the landlord, hey, can I get a couple, like, there's a, you guys have a really big office. Can I rent that? I'm going to get married. I actually wanted to live there with my wife. Of course, when my wife found out and, and, and my, my in-laws, they, they, I, I think they almost, you know, their jaw, you know, fell to the ground, of course. They thought, I, they, they thought I was joking. They thought I was joking. Say Is your again. current wife? Okay. My current wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, um, oh, dude. Now, I always say this, and I'm an entrepreneur, so I'll just use as if your clients, your significant other, and your team is great, your life is great. If your clients, your team, and your significant other are a nightmare, your life's a nightmare. And, and I know because I've lived on both sides of that. Akbar, uh, did you have any friends that were trying to show you that, hey, what's going on is crazy wacky doodle and tried to lift you that you just didn't listen to? <laughs> well, he's I think friends I'm fired. Been- he fired most of his friends. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I what think, I'm asking is, did you have friends who were ones that didn't need fired that were the ones that were trying to get you out of the ugly? <laughs> yeah. What a great question. I don't, you see, the person I was back then, I don't think it attracted quality people like mm. that. Do you see I what think. I'm saying? I want to applaud yeah. you about something that I just have never heard in the hundred shows or so. We've done probably 300 shows. Wow. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. But you said the most diplomatically correct politically correct dude <laughs> or dudette or whatever you are to cover all the gamuts. I just want to thank you for that because no one could be offended by our show. Yeah, be as, yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah no, I, I try not to offend anybody. I mean, like I, I believe in certain things, but I try not to. You offend know, offending people's bad business. It's either bad, bad personal business or yeah. bad real business. Yeah. They told me, you know, cause I'm, I used to be a lot more like, you know, open about my political and religious views. And people tell me, no, stop that. You're going to lose clients. I'm like, I don't care. I just want to be myself. But it is true. You will lose business. And I did. It's a choice, really, I guess. Well, you're, you're choosing to make your opinion and dash ego more important than creating a solution for the people you care about. Because if someone loves Trump or they love Obama, they still have problems. And when you tell them their problems don't matter if their political view is going to be offended, then you're actually kind of not really being smart. Was that nice? I did a switcheroo of some things I could have said. I completely agree with you. I've learned that the hard way. I've learned that the hard way. Yeah, you're you're totally right about the ego thing, right? It's just about an expression. It 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 was kind of like a creative expression and like that's more. But no, you're totally right. People's problems are more important than your own selfish kind of expression. But I think I think opinions are important to be part of your principle when yeah. you are actually attracting the type of client you want too. So there's two sides of it: attract clients you love, attract clients you respect. Yeah. yeah. Well, listen. I, you know, another thing marketers do that I really dislike. Um, dislike is okay, right? Uh, dislike is strong. Let's let's go. Like not so much. Okay. Another thing that marketers do that I, I think they, another thing marketers do that uh, if they knew a better method, I think they would enjoy more um, is, you know, making is kind of throwing, thro- they're taking this concept of throwing rocks at their competition a little too seriously. So what happens is they make fun of people mm. and, um, and I'll tell you, it's dangerous. It is. You know? and, and I'll tell you why. Um, because I, for example, you know, I'm, I'm involved in crypto and NFTs and, and uh, I'm, I'm not an expert at it I've, I, at all. Um, overall, am I up? Yeah, I, I am. But am I some like, you know, top guy? No, not at all. But, you know, a lot of people out there, they'll make fun of, oh, yeah, everyone's jumping into crypto and everyone all of a sudden is a crypto expert. I'm like, man, you know, I can actually really help a lot of people, like people who know nothing about it. I can really help them get a good understanding of it. But it's like sometimes all the haters out there, they're like, make you like, they they put doubt in you. And in other words, all the making fun of and all the hating is maybe preventing people from helping other people. And so that's not I, a nice thing. That's a beautiful point. And I just want to say that I have met people recently during this holiday when you reconnect with friends and family. Yeah. Family especially, they deny that crypto is real. And, and my mind explodes because... There are people that are exiting out of crypto daily as they wish with millions. And that is real. And they're saying that crypto is not a currency. What do you say to someone like that? Because I'm not qualified to answer that. I just said, you know what? Currency is not a currency because everything is attracted or 
created by pr the principle of value. I, I used to be the same. I, I, I used to think crypto was one big joke um, mm -hmm. until. What a name uh, too. I mean, they picked the name. Crypto. Yeah. <laughs> crypto. Yeah. I used to think it was such a joke. I used to say, guys, watch out. This is all big, you know, a I, big e-commerce. E e uh, no, no, the dot-com. It's dot-com bubble. Yeah, that's it's a what... big bubble. Guys, watch out, watch out. But then the more I... <clears throat> I guess that's what it is, right? It's just well, the only problem with well. anything of value not being a value... I mean, of being a value is that if the big boys say it's valuable, it's like the, the popular kid in school saying, this kid's cool. It all of a sudden creates a shift in the value. Yeah. And yeah. so you can never you can never mess with that that influence. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing, right now. Of course, yeah, it's a scary time too, right? Because man, you got to be be a little careful when you're coming into crypto, right? If you're a total newbie, be careful because man, the sharks are out. Yes. Are well, I, I want to say a couple things real quick. First of all, we're going to go to rapid fire, and secondly, I want to do stand up comedy with you. I want to shave my head even tighter. Okay. And you pick the comedian I look like. I already picked the one you look like, and we're okay. going to go for it. All right? All right, deal. Done. <laughs> okay, so rapid fire. This is how it goes. As quick as we ask a question, as quick as you receive it and respond to it. And you can go one or two answers if it's quick. Okay, you ready? <clears throat> what book or two books changed your life? Uh, my, uh, the Holy Book. Uh, the Holy Book. Okay. Andrea? Uh, what is a song that really gets you jazzed up and moving? Um, man, I like, uh, any song, like talking about the good old days, like, um, you know, uh, any, uh, for example, I, oh gosh, you're taking too long. You're, you're uh, going to get fired. I guess one of my all-time favorite songs is uh, return of the Mac. That is a great one. Come on. 95 beats per minute. Beautiful. Yeah. Great job. Good comeback. I mean, that was not a save I was expecting. So here we go. Um, <laughs> a movie or two that inspires you. Latest movie you watched? Uh, part of the Matrix. Isn't that good? I, I didn't understand any of it. You, you're not supposed to. Oh, okay. I saw the first 30 minutes. It was visually cool. Yeah. Anyone that understands it, anyone that understands it is um, highly, highly under the influence. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I take on that challenge that I'll figure it out just because I've been studying quantum <laughs> physics. Yeah. Well, because it's a rabbit hole, the second you add that into the script, there's no way you're ever going to get out of the rabbit hole because it's a loop. Mm -hmm. yeah. I like Daniel Day-Lewis. And by the way, just so we're completely clear, you are actually in the Matrix right now. Okay. <laughs> right now. Yeah. And we're going to be out of the Matrix in about six minutes. Okay. So. <laughs> um, Akbar, when you were a child, uh, what did you want to grow up and be? An entrepreneur. Why did your dad name you Akbar? I don't know. I forget. My favorite uh, restaurant in Columbia, Maryland in the 90s was the Akbar Indian restaurant. That's why oh, yeah. I had to ask that. Yeah, it was damn good. They, have, they did not get the right management to continue the saga, but they were the best. Yeah. And they had two or three restaurants. Uh, actually, no, I do remember that because he, you know, culturally we believe or even from a religious point of view that we believe that your name has meaning and you live up to that meaning so if if your name means nice then you know hopefully you'll end up nice uh, so i think my dad always wanted me to do big things so that's why he named me that it's a great name thank you and i'm going to encourage you to leave dallas and come back to columbia and resurge the akbar indian restaurant <laughs> back into the winter it was okay i'll look into that <laughs> All right, Andrea. Um, go ahead, Ken, for sake of time. Okay. Sake of time, two quick questions. Someone you want to meet you haven't met, just their name. Alive or dead? Either. Okay, and a quote you live by. A quote I live by, make more, make more to give more. Um, person I want to meet, can't think of anybody. Not anybody. Wow. Um, so, Ken, your, <laughs> Ken, your name means handsome. So you're supposed to hey. live up to be handsome. And, uh, and I think you are. So there you go. And Andrea yeah. is manly or virile. virile. So apparently I'm uh, as a boy's name. And so no I'm, one... I'm manly and virile. <laughs> and there you have it, Akbar. Everything's been explained. 
for us to go in the new year, <laughs> being our name, living our name, being powerful with our name. Yeah, yeah. So Akbar, you have been amplified. We loved having you on the show. You are the real deal because you gave, you gave us how you felt. You shared your opinions. And most importantly, you were even diplomatically correct where you could be. So <laughs> God bless you. I hope you have a happy new year. We're going to um, have you for a photo at the end of the show. Sure. You're going to gush with all the compliments that you possibly can think of okay. on anything you've ever imagined. All right. All right. And so I want to remind people that um, Akbar, he, you know, we talked about his seven figure funnels that teach people how to go up to seven figures and even eight figures. Now he's awarded over 50 people for becoming multimillionaires or at least a millionaire. And to find out more information or to work with him, you can go to amplifiedradioshow.com and click on our resource page and click that you want to be in contact with Akbar and we will make that happen for you so that you can um, get um, access to one of his books or programs or whatever he has a uh, free for you to be able to uh, get to know him better. So amplifiedradioshow.com. Mm -hmm. And Akbar, I want to thank our, oh. you, before you do the, I just want to say Akbar, what Andrea has just done has made the rabbit hole close up into a complete loop. And you are now eight figure going to nine figures. So congratulations for that. Really? Wow. Yep. Exciting. Exciting time. By the way, we gave out 50 trophies to our clients who hit uh, six, seven, and even eight figures. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. That's amazing. 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 When's your next event? I don't, you know, this whole. Can we'll I put it in the link. We'll put in the link. We want to be at the next event with you. All right, Andrea, give the sponsor shout outs, please. Um, thanks to everyone that helps make everything possible for Amplified Radio Show and the Keep Smiling Movement. We want to remind you to make donations. <laughs> the Keep Smiling Movement.com, a 501c3, dedicating to saving lives with smiles by creating a dose of hope for those with dental and mental challenges. And thank you to the Umbrella Syndicate, the Red Carpet Connection, Voice America Influencers Channel, MyMakeupLady.com menfashion.com and perfect publishing and i want to say jeff spinard we know you listen all the time to this show we want to tell you we love you and every single year we've been with you has been a year that we've amplified life and also in, embraced the inspiration that you've provided for us so thank you very much this is ken roshan on amplified on voice america influencer channel we are looking for more inspiring stories to complete our dose of hope but not at the expense of doing one that is not going to be the inspiration we want to publish. So share your inspirational story. We'd love to get it out there. And stay bald. Boom. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Amplified. Be sure to join Ken Rashad again next Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Now, go get your message heard.